0: Hello, hello, hello everyone make sure you stay tuned to this podcast because we'll be talking about all things days gone and a spoiler warning, we might spoil days gone for you, you have been warned. Hello and welcome to this streamcast. I am Iron Mike, and I'm here with-
1: Deacon St. John.
0: And Boozer. Hey, there has been a lot of buzz about Days Gone recently, mainly the bust up or the revelation that Sony refused to greenlight Days Gone 2. And many people weren't happy about that because they went along and signed a petition on change that now has over 76,000 signatures. It was 75 (laughs) this morning.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Do you like how on the, um, the petition it says there's millions of people who want Sony to approve Days Gone? 76K have signed it. It's hyperbole, isn't it? It, and that's a very big hyperbole, if I do say so that's myself, guys. If someone that's, that's said to you, <laughs> if someone said to you, okay, right, you do this job, I'll give you a million pounds, and then they said 76k over the team was like, there you go. Where's the rest of it?
0: I feel like our government works that way, but
1: <laughs> they don't even lend the 76k to you. <laughs> um...
0: What is everyone? thinking when it comes to the petition to get days gone to lit up how do you feel about this have you signed this and if not would you
1: um i haven't signed the petition but that is literally only because i don't like signing petitions with certain sites because as soon as they get your information they just like bomb you with loads of different petitions and just fill up my inbox so it's a personal grievance rather than it i mean you can just turn game.
2: off uh, the emails
1: I know, but I'd rather I wouldn't have to go through and, like, remove all the emails that they've already managed to bombard me with. Fair. Prevention Fair. is better than cure. Um, Very true. I get, Do you know what? I get it. I think it's a great game. Um, unfortunately, it did kind of get overshadowed by The Last of Us, but you can't, like, we discussed the game of the year a while ago. You can't really compete with The Last of Us, but I think it's a real shame that Sony has said no, because prior to day Gone, I can't really think of another game that has sort of brought a new twist to the zombie thing. Zombies and bikers, who would have known? I, it, it works well, because the whole world is loving up Daryl Dixon from The Walking Dead, yeah? There's a lot of shit on Tumblr and Twitter about him. Like, everybody loves this man, so I don't know why they wouldn't enjoy the game.
0: Interesting point.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So, How about yourself, Isaac? Uh, man.
2: Thank you. Um, I mean, there's a long and short answer. The, the short answer is no, and <laughs> the long answer is also no.
0: I love it. Very helpful. Consistent. Thanks for <laughs> that. <laughs> Anytime. Are we, we going to do that thing? The long answer is no. <laughs> <laughs> So why wouldn't you sign a Days Gone two petition? Is it a game that just didn't touch you the right way, or is it a game that you don't really like? What about
2: it? I mean, if Days Gone touched me the right way, I definitely signed that position. Um, but uh, it just wasn't for me. I, it's just not my game. Um, I don't. I just don't enjoy uh, open world like shooter games. Even the Horizon technically is kind of like that it, it it's different uh and i can go into that whatever um but another day it just never really like appealed to me um and there's a good story there don't get me wrong i just i just don't want to play it like, i don't know how to to explain it but i i just know it's honestly just a no for me like Okay, put it like this. Let's see, you like uh, it's like Marmite. You either like it or you don't like it, and I just don't like it. That's completely fair. Yeah. Mm. To be fair, just just to put it out there, like I'm more here to to discuss a certain uh, certain individuals at the company rather than the game itself. So uh, my input on the game will be a, a little bit more limited, but uh, I do have things to say about uh, you know the staff. What about you, Andy? What are your thoughts on the game? Would you sign this position?
0: I was going to, and then the next topic came along, and then I just refused to do it. Oh, God,
1: yeah.
0: (laughs) I really... So, at the the time where I first came across the petition, it only had 15,000 signatures, and that wasn't Mm -hmm. all that long ago. And I was like, no, that's a great cause. There is a good story under here... I do like certain things that they did. I don't like everything they did, but it shows a lot of promise. Like we discussed this in a previous pod. And then the director, John Garvin, on an interview with David Jaffe, who is the director of the original God of War, went along and basically said, if you like a game, support it at lunch at full fucking price don't tell me, like, you got it on PS Now or you got it on PS Plus or you got it for $10 at Walmart or something like that. And then it it, it just rocked me the wrong way. It felt very entitled.
1: You know what's mad, yeah. Um, obviously, I heard about the petition and all of this once I'd finished the main story of the game. So I was like, okay, it kind of... It gave off the impression that it was a standalone game and then there were like a couple of side quests that you could do like hunt all the hordes and whatnot i stumbled across a quest and this quest from what i can see if i can give a spoiler who's allowed to do spoilers yeah okay so this whole time yeah you know where you're meeting that guy o'brien who's telling you to come here come go there and thing yeah. but he never takes off his his like his helmet and stuff so I was like, "Oh, wouldn't it be really weird? We're like he's also a zombie. Turns out he's essentially turning into a freaker, so they had this whole setup for another game. So I'm like, I see why he's pissed. but I see why you're pissed at me. Like <laughs> it would have been epic like to see what he had planned for this next game. I could see it being really big, but I don't see what why you're getting pissed off at the consumer in this economy as well as he's sitting there in his house telling us we need to pay full price for things so people our age are not going to be able to afford a house i don't have time to be spending 60 quid on a game i'm trying to save for a deposit that's never going to be enough
0: (laughs) (laughs) well i guess on that point we can go into that isaac what uh did you think about john garvin's comments so like just, just to start everything off
2: with, I don't agree with them. That is my stance. Full stop. That's my statement. Now we can we can go into it after I've said that. Like I see his point of view because he like everyone's now discovering. Oh, it's actually a really good game. It's building traction. It's got all these signatures, and I'm sure the signatures will keep on going. If he hadn't said what he said, I'm sure all the signatures <laughs> will keep on going up at a, at a significant rate. Um, that rate might slow, might even decline now. But um, just hearing the interview, it, it, it's clear that there was a lot of passion in this project, and it's something that he genuinely loved. So they had the ending like they knew it from the start, and they kind of worked backwards, which kind of led to some problems during development. Um, the whole bike thing. So John actually, I think from the for for six years, so I think around the age like seventeen to like twenty three or something like that um he'd ride this bike around uh and he was a pretty big biker got into a couple crashes um like his bike chain broke once and he went from like 60 to 15 miles an hour why is this important i'm just remembering things he actually said in the interview uh but basically like, he was a big biker himself and just hearing that i was like oh my goodness like that kind of explains why it's so integral to the game itself mm. and I, I think it's a case and also he's he is a troublesome personality um he, he didn't mesh well with when he when his studio grew to the size it did so when it was small when it was medium like he even said himself you can get away with certain things you can like be angry at certain things you can say certain things and get away with it he couldn't do it as a lot of studio but to get back on topic um I, I think it's a case where like he knows himself that you know he made something good um and everyone's only just seeing it now and I think his frustration comes from the fact that if if all of this support happened when like the game first came out, because here's the thing, like uh, Days Gone did make a profit, but it wasn't the amount that Sony wanted. So if all this support was there at the start, then they they might get another, another game. Um, and I think for him, it's like, yeah, it's great, you all love it, but where was this when it was really needed? So in that regards, I get it. And he was on an interview with someone. He doesn't work for Sony anymore. He's not associated to Bend. And he wouldn't speak about anything that wasn't already common knowledge because he is under NDA, doesn't want to get in trouble. And to be fair, it's none of his business. And like he, he gave off that, that energy, that vibe, he even said it, so that's fair enough. And I think it's a case where he was just shooting the shit with David Jaffe and he said something that the internet has just run with um could you be more professional about it yes absolutely he's even had courses at work where it's like okay how can you be more professional how can you be a better leader in the workplace he's taken these courses because he's even admitted himself this is one of his weak points so on that regard I can get where he's coming from but at the same time like you've got to remember as like the leader like it doesn't matter if you're having a casual chat with someone or maybe at the pub you can get away with this but if you're like on an interview like there has to be some level of professionalism. Even though you're you're at your house, in your pyjamas, whatever, and you're just chilling, there still has to be some professionalism because like, you were the head of this project and everything you say, people are going to lap it up because people did love your game and there are people out there who just want to write stories. Because here's the thing, every single story, they don't talk about anything else he said in, in those four hours and it's quite a really interesting interview. They don't talk about it. They take this quote, they run with it and they're making whole articles about it. And for me personally, as when I first read it, I was like, Oh, this is terrible. But like I'm I'm basing everything off of this one sentence. And in that regard, I don't think that's fair at all. Um, but then at the same time, like it's something that he shouldn't have said. He should have at least like rephrased it, at least said, I'm really glad that people are enjoying the game now. Um, I'd love it if they enjoyed it at launch, but I guess it is what it is, and we move on. Like just something like that instead. Um but hey, like he is, as he, as like he said, he is a, a difficult personality. And I think he just says what he wants. I think he just doesn't have that filter. Um, and you do see it kind of just come out like he's very raw and blunt with the things he says in the interview. But again, it's so good because you learn more about, you know, some of the inner workings of Sony and how people like, you know, work together in the team. Um, but anyways, long story short, shouldn't have said what he said. Uh At the same time, though, I think to just take this one quote and run with it, even though it was a flipping four-hour interview, really good interview, by the way, like, I get it. I get why everyone's upset because, like, £50, like, come off it, man, that's a lot of money. That could be one or two weeks' worth of groceries. That could be, like, I don't know, a new suit for a new job you're going to. Like, that can, can do so much, and you want people to spend that for a couple—not a couple hours of leisure. There's like what 40 to 50 hours in that game, but it is a luxury. Gaming is a luxury. It is—it's—it's it's a pastime that that should be enjoyed when you have free time. It's not something that you you put off work to play. I mean, if God of War comes out, then I'm taking like a week or two. Like, come on, come on, come on. So, but
1: well, yeah,
2: so it done, so yeah. But I think for the most part. I don't think he was demanding it of the players, but that's the way it came across. And unfortunately, the way it came across is the way it's gonna land, the way it's gonna stick. So you can't say that. It it it's not. <sighs> if I said that, it's fine. I'm not a studio head. He's a studio head. You can't say it. That's that's the long and short of it. Yeah. That's why we've had all these bullshit articles that are like <laughs> pages long about a quote. The fuck. Like I I think it's it's a They've latched onto something, but at the same time, he's stood your head. Don't do that. Yeah. Like, I know you've left and you've made that clear and you do what you like now. But, mate, like, that is still your game, even though you're not attached to it. And that's your game. That, that's what I think. And, like, I mean, I've known on for like a long time. I'm just going to put one more thing out there. I'm going to give it back to you guys. Sorry. Um, do you know what it is? This is just, this is just my time because I know Akira's loved this game. And I'm just here to talk about that quote. So I'm going to get that out of the way. I'm going to sit back <laughs> and let Akira tell us about how she loves this game. Um, but he compared it to uh, when Austin Powers first came out and even Pitch Perfect. They didn't do great in the cinemas. But then when they were like home released, people loved them. Um, so Beyonce was in the next Austin Powers film. Pitch Perfect has now got, I think, two sequels after it. Um, and it's just the thing where like, you just got to be patient and like he like i don't know it's different but among us like it's a small indie game it came out like a while ago only got big last year the same kind of thing has happened for days gone he's lucky enough to be in a position where he's at a triple he's making a triple a game like it's going to get out there you just have to be patient you don't have the pedigree that other games have you're a new ip like yeah some of them blow up but just be a bit patient and sony will eventually realize that they've made a mistake um not greenlight in the second project Then you go, fair enough, because you weren't a good team fit, but you could have got the next game. That could have happened. Um, And that's what I have to say on that matter. Uh, Thank you for coming to my TED Talk on (laughs) that one sentence that has got the
0: internet. Ah! Akira, what do you think about the quote and everything surrounding it?
1: I did actually think that was a bit rude, to be fair. Um, (laughs) I agree with what Isaac said, like, gaming is a luxury. People do not have, like, 50 pounds just to be dropping on AAA games all the time. If you're lucky, you'll buy one every quarter because it's it's an expensive hobby. The PlayStation, the games, the controllers, everything that goes into it, your electricity bill, the fact that you have a job and kids and the social life, like, a lot, there's a lot going on in your life that you can't, give everything to gaming and I do get where frustration is coming from because I think what are they doing with the last of us again
0: remaking it for the ps5 sony's
1: remaking the last of us for the ps5 guys like I that would frustrate me like I've given you this brand new project you've already remade it for the ps4 and you want to remake it for the ps5 but you don't want me to do you don't want anything new that would wind me up I think that's what yeah definitely wound me up but just the way he's going off about it like I just, I don't, I don't, I don't. yeah, I don't get it. I thought like there was something else I wanted to say and i forgot forgotten what it was. I can't recall. Yeah, no, there's something else I wanted to say and I've forgotten what it was.
2: Uh, was it his big house and he's asking people to spend their <laughs> <It> money? Was... <laughs> yeah, well,
1: okay, that was mad as well. In this economy, sir, in a pandemic, <laughs> this man is like, you need to be paying full price for this. Excuse me. People are losing their jobs and you're like, well, I just suppose you should have had 60 quid running around to play for my, for my game then, shouldn't you? That's what I remember. Okay, but gaming, the amount of games that come out, big studio, small studio, the ones that just get released on Steam, there are so many ways to release games. This was not the only game that came out in 2019. There were a number of games that came out from PlayStation in 2019, alone you're you're in a very competitive industry you have to he has to know within himself that there is a chance that this game is not going to blow and like um like you said with pitch perfect might not blow now might not ever blow but to put the onus on the consumers as in it's your fault that this didn't get the props that i think it should have gotten, it's just a bit ridiculous
0: i don't know what what i can add to both of you You said a lot of good stuff there. I think, of course, it's sad that now we're hearing that there's a lot of great insight in this interview. And, you know, that 10 seconds was taken, not out of context, but it was taken. And that's the narrative now. But this relates to the point that you made earlier, Isaac. He is the head, he was the head of this studio making this game. There's certain responsibilities that come with that. And you can't just be shooting off all about, you know, saying whatever you like, because whether you like it or not, that's your responsibility. Like you are the figurehead. Everything you say bears so much weight and you have to be accountable for that. So while I understand all of the frustrations, I'm not personally gonna excuse the guy because he's intelligent enough and old enough to know better. It's not gonna slide. Mm-hmm. You made a great point with Among Us. Not every game is going to bang straight away, and patience is needed in such a unique environment. As Akira said, PlayStation exclusives—like it's not like PlayStation are struggling for exclusive games or exclusive titles. So this is it's it's <laughs> how
1: you—you you got your foot in the door. Do you know how many people would love <laughs> no. like, PlayStation, and you're like, it's like. <laughs> it's not an easy
0: journey. Like he is very blessed to have had that position to have had the opportunity and we've talked about it and we've not even played it. It's not a bad game.
1: It's a great game. I would like to say that I love the fuck out of this game. If anyone had anything bad to say about this game, I will fight them in the streets. Masks worn, but we will fight. I love the fuck out of that first, game.
0: Safety she, She's laid the gauntlet <laughs> Safety down. Fast, guys. She's laid the gauntlet down. <laughs> yeah not not every game is going to be an instant success and the ones that are tend to be sequels to really good games or to critically acclaimed games or there's some sort of relationship there there is some pre-established trust with the customers that they know they're getting something worth their money you can't really have that with a brand new ip and we said you're gonna have to take a risk with certain ips like this we completely I mean, let me speak for myself. I completely agree with his stance that, you know, not greenlighting Days Gone 2 is unfair on him and unfair on everyone in Bend who spent so much time, so much money making that game. But I don't think that equates to you blaming it on the customers because there's so many other games that came out in 2019, which wasn't a particularly great game, a great year for gaming, in my opinion, that didn't really get the flowers they deserved. And they didn't, you know, spit the dummy out either. It's There's always two sides to these kind of things. And I think a bit of maturity and a bit of professionalism really goes a long way because I don't know what other game he's going to be working on now, but I'm going to be looking at it sideways. Because if he's going to act like a brat because he doesn't sell 10 million in the first month or whatever, then I don't think I want to be associated with someone like that.
1: Mm. You know what the thing is yeah obviously cuz we did we didn't buy the game it was a gift for me from Troy I prior yeah if I hadn't got the game as a gift I wouldn't have bought it like I felt like it wasn't in my field division now having played the game I'd definitely buy the second one but that just says a lot about gaming cuz there were so many games that came out that year that it, I didn't even know about it like what do you want me to do yeah. yeah, the competition is tough. It's like the Olympics releasing a game. Yeah, because only so many people can even get to the Olympics, and there can only be one one gold winner. Everybody else just turned up.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and what you said there, while you know it might have been a throwaway sentence, that's very important. The fact that you enjoyed Days Gone so much that you didn't pay for, you're willing, you're willing to pay your own money to get Days Gone Two. That's the trust built right there from the devs and the customers and it's like come on why why are you blaming us to be, i i just want to say something um and this
2: isn't me being devil's advocate this is me just i guess it's me it's the program inside of my head working but he's his statement doesn't explicitly blame the customers I feel like he's just, he's made a statement that's rubbed everyone the wrong way, but I don't think he's explicitly blaming anyone because even if he was, it's a flawed statement because to say, if you love a game buy a launch, like, how do you even know you love the game? if, If it's, if it's just come out, how would I know? I haven't played the game. Um, so I don't think he was blaming anyone. I think he was, he had a little bit of a vent. He had a little bit of a temper tantrum. Um, not a temper tantrum. I can't say that because after watching the interview, he's he's very he's very chilled and quite mellow throughout the whole thing. And even when he says it, he doesn't say it out of anger. He says it as as a matter of fact. Um, actually, that makes it kind of worse. He um, seems
1: really exasperated when he said it. Like, just yeah. do this thing. Mm. Help me.
2: <laughs> but I think that comes from because he's been at Sony for twenty years, and he's made a collection of games. And I think he hasn't been credited for a lot of the work he has done, um, and I think that has that's just built up like over time. And now days gone has come out. It's been this great game that not many people have loved, but people are only starting to love it now. And it it just goes back to he's hearing like I think it's because he's part of the the industry himself, and I think that's why it hasn't rubbed me the wrong way completely because i think it's a case where he's on the other side and like he hears everyone say what they say like oh the game was like buggy at launch or this and that is wrong with it but when you're on the other side and you're making the game so much goes into it that we don't see and do you know what i think i think what a good way to to, to say this is like let's say you've come home from work, your mum's made a meal and there's one little thing that's wrong with it, but she's like slaved away or something. Well, no, it's like Thanksgiving or something or Christmas. She's made a big meal and you're like, oh, this is disgusting. I don't want to eat it. And you throw it on the floor. Now, obviously the three of us have never done anything like that because <laughs> that is highly disrespectful and rude. Um, but imagine if you did that, like, okay, maybe you don't like it, but a lot of work and care and effort has gone into this. And maybe it doesn't bang taste-wise, but, I mean, like, if you're banging gym and the macros are correct, the protein's <laughs> there, the carbs there, the fat's yeah. there, like, you eat that because it's good for you. Um, <laughs> And I think that's that's what's happening in his mind. Like, he's put so much into this. People aren't seeing this. And, like, everyone's coming out now and saying, oh, yeah, this was a great game. Uh, like, we want number two, we want number two. And he's... He's seen people do it late and no one was there at the start. And he's just like, you know what? I've I've had it. I think he's just had it. And mm. like I I get where he's coming from. And like I said before, if you did it at a pub, all right, cool. Like we all vent, we all we all say things that we shouldn't. Like you wouldn't bring the WhatsApp group chat into the into the board meeting. That doesn't happen. That's a no-no. Those things don't mesh. But I don't hate what he said. I think if he said that anywhere else, it'd be fine. It's just because he said it, it's been recorded, and it's out there because everyone has a reason to vent. Everyone has that colleague they just dislike, but you can't can't say that at lunch because you'll get in trouble. I think that was his thing. And the three of us were not devs. And the people writing these articles, they're not devs. And a lot of the consumers, they're not devs. I don't agree with what he said. He shouldn't have said it, but at the same time, I think... There was a reason why he said that, and I think a lot of devs probably do feel the same way because it is a slow burn when you're a developer. Like, a lot of indie, a lot of upcoming people, it's it's tough. It is really tough. Akira, as you said, it's competitive. It's so fucking competitive. Um, there's, like, what, 100 games released every day? What do you do about that?
1: Every day. maybe that's
2: hyperbole wow. but a lot of games are released every day especially on Steam like you've got Steam it's just this huge repository where you can just like throw a game out so like I think if you, like here's the thing you got to everyone who has read that quote and I running with that quote all I have to say is if you can find time to watch this four hour interview I'm not saying you'll feel any differently about it you'll probably still feel the same but like Know the man more, I would say, than just base him off that one quote. Because I think there's a lot more to him than that one quote, and there's so much that went into that game. And I'm not excusing him. I think what he said wasn't right, but like I get why he said it. Also, I'm gonna stop talking because I'm just saying same <laughs> shit over and over. Like, sorry if you're taking. It. Like, guys, please, please. I
0: I think you I think you make a lot of game sense. I I do believe that. <laughs> it is just one of those things that like everyone has those moments when it comes to their professional life and maybe they don't like someone they work with or they don't like a certain decision that the organization has taken. And yeah, a lot of venting does happen. And I guess in his mind, he was just venting to a fellow dev, like that wasn't really an interview for like a job or something. It was not like a press conference or a press release or something. I, still think i i still know i disagree with that stance i still disagree with the statement and i i don't really care for the context i i think that is something i 100 percent disagree with there is more to him than that so he he's not going to care like he as far as he's concerned he's really removed from the entire he situation does yeah, I can tell you this, he does not give <laughs> <it to you laughs> like what he, he doesn't care. It's clear why he said it. It's clear that he got very frustrated, and I think there is a way to say that without saying it the way he did. Yeah, I don't think you should take out frustrations at Sony at uh the customers. I I don't think that's a, I think that's a false equivalence. Mm-hmm. I think those problems are those problems that need to be dealt with with those people involved. And fair enough about people not supporting your game at launch, but that that's something that you're not entitled to.
1: Mm-hmm. It's all capitalism, baby.
0: <laughs> yep.
1: Like, one thinking, more thing. No, ahead,
2: oh, you your mic's
1: in the frame, man. Like, I know you have something oh, no, to God. say. <laughs>
2: <laughs> like, four guys Would not have touched it if it wasn't on Plus. Would not have happened. Like, he's angry that people didn't buy the game at a full price. But here's the thing. If it stayed full price forever, we wouldn't even be in a situation. Because, like, unless everyone's gifting it out, like, what happened to you, Akira? (laughs) It's it's not going to be as visible. Like, these price cuts, these PS Plus things, they're there for a reason. They're there to, like, increase your, I guess, market share? No, the market is not the right word, but like customer spread, your market base, people who like it, and like if you can get that, then you'll get more games. Then you will become like the God of Wars and the Ratchet and Clanks, and the and the Infamous series, like bring that back. Um, but you will get your sequels. But like you can't you can't get it straight away. That's not how this works. It's not, and like you said, Andy, there is a bit of entitlement there, and it's not okay. Anyways, I'm gonna move this Akira.
0: <laughs> Did you have anything you wanted to... Yeah, yeah, no,
1: I was thinking, like I said, it was capitalism, baby, but they, those kind of things, like, saying those kind of quotes, I think the reason why it hit the public so, in such a way, is because, you know, living in London, we are getting priced out of everything. Like, there's, you can't do stuff. Beers cost five quid when you could get <laughs> four in a bottle at the price of less. <laughs> you're lo- Literally at Bossman's shop, like it costs a hundred quid to like go to fucking London Zoo, mate. That's that's my activity for the month. If I'm going to the zoo, I ain't doing shit. I ain't leaving my house except for to stay here and to go to work. Maybe I'll go to Asda if I've got the money to buy groceries that month, but (laughs) otherwise I ain't doing shit. Like that's, of course that's gonna hit us hard. I wanna be able to do fun stuff, but I can't pay to go to all of these random places. Can't go to Madame Tussauds or whatever because I don't have the money to do this and then you're asking me to spend all of my entertainment money on one thing it's not it's not fair to the consumer just because that's the way capitalism is we have been made to be priced out of everything so you have to understand if we want to have a nice thing we're going to have to wait and get it at a cheaper price or we ain't getting it like had I not been gifted days gone and i love you days gone i would not have bought it because i don't i feel like even if even if you have the money like even if you have like sixty quid, you're like, you know what? Yeah, as much as I want to buy this game, I need my just in case money. This money could be used for something right. better. Yeah, and that's, mm-hmm. that's that's loads of people are living in that reality. We're not living in the reality of I've already bought my house and I work for Sony and I'm working on these AAA games. So my money is big. We're working on. There are two people in this house. We're both on like twenty three k guys. It's it's not it's not happening. I got student loans to pay off, bro. <laughs> And I love the game. I really love the game. But we ain't got money like that. I really don't. Like, I bought my game for the year. So 2020 is just anything else is getting bought at, like, the spring sales or whatever.
0: Well, while John Garvin was adamantly in his corner, (laughs) we did have Eric Jensen, the lead designer, on the other side of the coin. He thanked everyone whoever played days gone whether it was day 1 full price spring sales ps now ps plus whether it was a gift from your mum dad friend whoever and i think it was a i think it was a really nice move just so not everyone at that place feels that way obviously everyone's going to have their own opinions and stuff and that's fine as we said it was one of those venting situations that we, we've, we've come to that conclusion. But it kind of feels good to feel that you matter. Like, the fact that you played the game at all, whether you liked it, whether you didn't, you gave it a chance. And for someone to say, thank you for giving our game a chance, it kind of puts that trust back into you. Mm. So and it this is season- triple... Go on, I was gonna say, obviously, that's not gonna grab all the big headlines like Mm. the negativity does, but I think that's just as important. And yeah, if you play Days Gone, you know, shout out you. And yeah, we'd like to know your thoughts. Streamcast Twitter or Instagram, Isaac. What were you gonna say?
2: I was just gonna say, like, the the big AAA game studios, etc., they need that indie game humility. That's what they need. That's a perfect pairing. (laughs)
1: That would be so nice. You can't be stomping around in your big Godzilla boots because it ain't going your web this time. We're trying, guys.
0: That would be (laughs) ideal. We really are. (laughs) That would be ideal. But I think there might be other factors there. There might be Sony. There might be shareholders because when when they do stuff like this, forecasting is a big thing. So they are expecting Hmm. certain numbers to come through. And when those numbers don't come through, it's not a nice conversation to have. So that is ideal. But I see why I don't think that's a reality. Yeah, so to nah. be
1: fair, like, if I heard that I'd done this awesome project and I was like, I put, like, my blood, sweat and tears into this and they were like, we like it, but we're going to go with this thing that we've done, like, seven times before, I would kick it down <laughs> too. Like, excuse me? <laughs>
0: mm-hmm.
1: We have the wheel, and we are going to reinvent it.
0: <laughs>
2: yes, I don't know what they're thinking because, I mean, you two love the series, and you don't care for this, this new, this new, like, this new old Last of Us on new console. Yeah, you said that right. <laughs> Even saying it just doesn't make sense. Like it's a PS3 game <laughs> that's being redone. In PS5 graphics and brought to the PS5 even though it was remastered on the PS4 and that already looks
0: great what's the point? Well, from Sony's point of view, or should I say Jim Ryan it's the safe option, you're not taking a big risk with it people like The Last of Us people like the PS5 people like Playstation so, easy solution
1: Let's go where the money resides Yeah but are you gonna Ooh. buy it? Gonna buy the Last of Us no. Again. No. So who that's who's buying it though? Like who who a, who is this for?
0: That's a good question. The thing is, even if it was bought for me, I don't see myself playing it. So Why why would you
1: I'd be so annoyed? Because where are we even gonna put it? Like <laughs> we have a game we've got. We have a test. you just give me another piece of tat to go on? Like, right guys. In the back. Door. <sighs> Right in the drawer at the back. <laughs> I yeah, saw this so, meme the
2: other day, mm-hmm. and it was like when you're a kid and you get a game. Oh, I like this game. I'm gonna play it straight away. When you're an adult and you get a game, it's gonna look really nice on my shelf for the next two years. And like, <laughs> it's so true. Mm-hmm. I still have games in the plastic, and I'm like, oh god, I <laughs> even look at it. It's my shame.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. You did buy it, or it did get bought for you, so you know. Uh, yeah.
2: We've
1: we've we've helped as much as we can at this point. So money's gone. And <laughs> <laughs> hey, I want to hear shit about me not playing this game because you got your money now.
0: <laughs> oh dear.
1: Oh god.
0: Well, I feel all that's left is to actually review the game. And I'm going to take yeah. a back seat. I see guys taking a back seat. Yep. Akira, it's your time to shine. We would like an in-depth review of Days Gone.
1: Right, yeah. So this game is good. And if you don't think it's good, you're wrong. Uh, <laughs> what was I said yesterday? If you don't think Days Gone is good, you have two brain cells, and they're both fighting for third place. <laughs> oh, God. oh, yes. I think mean, it's a great game. Deacon said, John... And William Boozer, that friendship is the best thing I've ever seen in a game. I love it. I love They're both manly. Boozer's arms are fucking ridiculous. Like that man is banging Jim in the apocalypse. Nobody else seems <laughs> to be as. Deacon's running around doing all of the quests, but Boozer is fucking wham. Like he's ready to go constantly. Love it.
0: There's a reason he doesn't go anywhere.
1: Yeah, that's because he's like, I can't. No, yeah. sorry. Sorry, I can't help you. i got my arms. Day. i got
0: my bench. That's it. One
1: of your quests is to rescue a dog. Like, that's perfect. That's It's got something for everyone. There's murder, there's I mean, there's romance or whatever. There's a bromance, which is the crowning glory of it. And that's why they should have made another game, because then we could just have Boozer and Deacon on their brotherly adventures. It's great. Yeah. Do you know what? Yeah, I love that shit. I could talk positively you... about it all day.
2: Just a quick question for you. If there was a next game, would you rather continue to play as Deacon St. John or would you like to be able to play as Boozer?
1: I would like... I'd like to play as both. I mean, I'm enjoying playing as Deacon. And this is probably a game that I will try and plat. Like, I'm going to do everything that I can do for this game. And I don't say that often. If I like a game, I tend to just restart it until I get to the same point, which is why I've played Fallout 4, like, three times. But this is a game that I want to cover, like, everything with. But it would be nice for there to be... A chance to play as Boozer because Deacon can fight, but I know that Boozer can fight. Knife arm or nothing, like the little ice cream scoop they could.
0: Yeah, like <laughs> as soon as you asked that question, the light bulb went up over like, my head. Like there's a yes. lot of fun they could have with Boozer <clears throat> being a playable character mm. just because of the, the the arm. Like you could have so many different weapons there.
1: There's like there's so much that's great about the game. I think, you know, the art is beautiful. It took me a while to get used to riding the to like drive the motorcycle motorcycle because I detest driving games. Like I don't feel like I can drive. But having played this, for how many hours I played it, I've actually gotten into it and it's just, it's beautiful. You're just driving around. There's all the different terrains and stuff. So well done to like the game design and stuff. It's absolutely gorgeous. The sound as well, if you're just driving, it really sets the scene. I think it's great, like all the characters are different. Obviously, when you're going to rescue people and you're like, mate, I've rescued you five times. If I have to come and get you again, yeah, I'm leaving you to the elements. I'm like, you're clearly hard of hearing or you're just, not, you're not listening, but yeah. that's no, it's a great game. And I can see, I can see why they're frustrated because Obviously, I initially thought this was just a one-time game, but what they have sort of promised for the next game, it was a really interesting conversation with O'Brien, because you see that he's turning into a freaker and he's like, yeah, no, all the higher-ups are really quiet about it and something is coming and they won't tell you what. So that's a proper cliffhanger. I would be real vexed if I had set up this whole game for a sequel that I know is going to smash it, and they said, nah, this is like, I now understand. I joked about it all the time, guys, but I now understand how you feel about Game of Thrones Season 8. All of that, oh. and yeah. <laughs> oh. I, just I did not scratch. need
0: to be reminded. Mm. I'm,
1: I'm, I'm sympathizing. I get it now. Like, this whole. And you know, yeah, the game, it sticks with you this entire time because I loved deacon and booze i thought it was great i was like okay i guess i'm gonna help my wife or whatever and i waited the whole game to kill schizo this was a personal vendetta for me i was glad i wasn't allowed that in the streets because if i saw that vanilla ice looking ass it's curtains for you mate i've never played a game that's like it i think the combination of like bikers and the zombie thing was great the hoods. I've never played anything like that. Obviously, there is the World War Z game, which is literally—I uh, think it's first-person shooter where you do just play with other people and it's hordes. But to have that with the storyline, it's a nice combination. Like a good storyline and action is good. Oh, and there's hoarding, and I love hoarding. Like got two hundred cabbages in my house in Skyrim. Like I love collecting all that stuff. I like the game. I'm disappointed that there isn't a second one.
2: I mean, maybe maybe we'll get another one. Who knows?
1: Maybe I should just go to Sony myself and start ranting and wear them down. (laughs) Wear them down. We'll give you a game, just shut up.
0: (laughs) 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 I mean, I I feel like the game does a lot of things right because for us, Isaac and myself, to feel emotional attachments to characters that we are not interacting with directly, I think that's a very good endorsement of the writing of the game This could very well be turned into a series or a movie because the characters, some of the characters, most of them, are very deep. So, like, Deacon's very well-written, in my opinion. Horrible volume control, but very good emotional character.
1: He actually is well, really well-written. The characters are really well-written. Because, obviously, he's a biker, but he's very intelligent.
0: There's a lot in Deacon. Of course, Boozer... There's a lot in him as well. The relationship between the two that it is very manly, it's very macho, but it never really turns toxic, apart from that one time they fight and lisa just whips him one handed.
1: <laughs> How embarrassing! You're in the apocalypse. <laughs> this man is whooping your ass with one hand, and all the freakers and stuff are like, you know what? Yeah, I'm just, I'm not getting involved. <laughs> yeah, just gonna take me. <laughs> I
0: bet he's right handed as well. Like, th- there's a lot there. Like. We see Sarah again, and I'm more invested in Boozer and and Deacon. I'm more excited when Deacon and Boozer meet again than, you know, him meeting the Desert Island Witch or whatever. And that's, like, that's a masterstroke. That's a masterpiece because they've intentionally written those two characters in such a way. It gave me heavy uh, The Walking Dead vibes. So I think it's Shane and...
1: uh... Oh, we don't like Shane. Uh, Who you talking about? God
0: damn! What's the main guy's name? Rick. Rick. Yeah, like what you could tell like, that they've been really close friends, and like when that <clears> scene <throat> happens, you know that that's paying Rick to do. It's almost parallel.
1: I like how you like didn't say what happened. It's been out for a very long time. Rick shoots Shane. Woo!
0: <laughs> there we go. Oh, right.
1: You made me do this. Now, there are people who haven't watched The
0: Walking Dead, so and
1: I that's can't... a personal problem. You okay. had the whole pandemic, and you don't watch The Walking Dead. Hey, look,
2: yeah, people have said that it's really garbage in the middle, so I've been <laughs> been putting it off.
1: Mate, it's not the middle. What do you mean? That's not in the middle. Oh no, wait! He doesn't shoot him; he stabs him. My bad. I gave uh, you false information. No, wait, that was fine then. That was better. Oh,
0: <laughs> oh I realised I didn't spoil this for you. Let me fix that. Right. <laughs> I hate it here
1: so much. Another flipping tick box for us. Black people in it didn't die. Ooh, yeah. yeah, so yeah. oh yeah, we love that. And they all had really good careers and stuff. Mm-hmm. Oh, it was great. No flipping mm-hmm. minority hires in this game. There were doctors, um scientists, and I think Corey was like quite high up in the military as well. Like they all were there for a reason. They weren't just like Characters for the sake of having black characters, so mm. we like that.
0: That's actually really rare. None of them die.
1: None of None them die. Them.
0: Um, wow.
1: Yeah, and we had a there was a lesbian relationship as well. Yeah. So mm. they were ticking a lot of boxes. To be fair, yeah. I think yeah, so was it
0: was good. a fair bit of diversity as well. So mm. yeah, they, they did a lot of stuff right, in my opinion. I think that. You know, the it did appear to be very buggy, but I think that's something that you can expect with new games. Isn't that gone but, now, though? Isn't they patched that all up.
1: It wasn't too buggy, to be fair.
0: Yeah, I think they might have patched a lot of that out because when it came out newly, there was a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I heard about that. I mean, and like, there were a few can we games really? It fair. I feel
2: just because. Mm, do you know what? Were they game-breaking bugs?
0: No. Um, I
1: do.
0: I don't think they were, but I know some people said that they were and I can't speak on the experience. That's fair.
1: Yeah, so Yes, okay. my playthrough they weren't game breaking and I really dislike I really get frustrated with bugs like when Andy was playing Ghost or Sushim, I was like it's a good thing that you love this game because I would put it down with the bugs that we were seeing. Damn. But I think it's the person's yeah. experience how the game ties you in. I ignore the bugs. I got a few. I think a few where like the landscape wasn't loading properly, and it looked really weird. Like who has been mowing the lawn out here? But mm. besides that, yeah, it was good.
2: Oh that's sweet, nice one. Because like my thing with bugs is, we've had a lot of Skyrim games that are just.
1: <laughs> <us with> <laughs> Like your horse flying and,
2: off, like yeah, do you hmm. know what I mean. And like we're just like, oh, it's just scaring, Whatever, it's fine, it's fine. And that was like, I think that was PS3 times when patches were became a thing because PS2, like you got a game, didn't know what it didn't what. That was it. There's nothing you could do. I think a lot of the time with these, uh with, with these games that come out, like I think a week or two of just teething is. It's come to be expected, and I'm not allowing it, but games are much bigger than they used to be. There's so much more that could go wrong. Uh, Cyberpunk is not the exception. They should definitely be fully blamed for what they did. Uh, They do not get a free pass at all. Um, But, like, with the little bugs, I don't think that's that's anything major. Um, And they'll definitely go away. So, I don't know, man. I feel people who are are holding the game back because of non-game-breaking bugs, like, like, give it a bit. Because if it came out on the PS2, you're fucked. But it's not coming <laughs> out on the PS2. So, like, you're good. Like, they're going to fix it. You're going to get that support. Because um, it is isn't on. It is an ongoing service. Like, these games have huge teams for a reason. One of the days where you get 10 people who like each other in a room, and next year you've got a game. It doesn't work like that anymore. So, like, and it should be a bit lenient to, like, the devs if the games bug you. Like... It's a bit buggy but they'll probably patch out in time like any developer worth their salt will so i don't think we should ever hold things like that against them unless it's cyberpunk then definitely hold it against them because fuck me they ruined a good game <laughs>
0: right.
1: and now these were bugs that yeah, i could literally just go back to the last like auto save and they're gone so it's like Fun. that's it we has gone mm-hmm. i've lost maybe a couple of minutes that's fine i think i'll live
2: what did you think of the, I guess the overall story then and the ending? Did you, did it make it all worth it? That's like the story think, as a whole. You
1: know, yeah, I was so invested with Deacon's the his soulmate, the love of his life, mm-hmm. uh, William Boozer, that finding his wife did not like invoke an emotional response. I was like, oh god, <laughs> when will I see Boozer again? But the storyline was good, like. I feel like i kind of expected the end to have a bit more something like a little yeah yeah like a bigger bang or something but you know the end of last of us where we've been chasing abby over fucking ill and all that nonsense and we finally start fighting her that was like yeah i've got here at the end of the day's gone it was like okay so i've done this now I kind of expected, I think from the way it was going, the way we're, they were discussing like finding a way to like either cure or kill all the zombies or like all the freakers and like do something with the, I think it was with their nests or something. I was expecting like a massive fight or something. And then we ended up fighting the military guys. And that was like, obviously that was supposed to happen, but I f- maybe wasn't the best way to end it. I think that they've clearly planned to do like the huge fights with all the freakers in the second game after the conversation with O'Brien and they're coming, but yeah. I was just happy to get back to Boozer because we got to drive home.
0: Throwing <laughs> off. Fair enough. I cool. do, I do agree with those sentiments. I, I did think it was missing something like we've just been conditioned to have a big finale, especially in action.
1: That's the, I feel like that's the way a lot of these stories are told It's like, you know All of these things, the climax and then that's the end of the game yeah. And then the climax wasn't mm-hmm. like up here It was more like here, and we were like oh, Okay, yeah, we would do this But where's like Who's trying to beat my ass? Yeah. Like,
0: <laughs> where's the big payoff? Where's
1: the big payoff? Yeah, there was a the big payoff Because when it got to the end There were loads of people that, as Deacon, you're fighting But even the heavies It doesn't take long to get rid of them where earlier on in the game, you were like, they were they were beating my ass, but at the end it was like a jamboree. Yeah, it was murder, happy fun times. Like this is this I wasn't taking that shit seriously. I just wanted to get to schizo and bounce. <laughs>
0: yeah. Would you rate the game? Out of 10?
1: I will give it an I think I'll give it an eight because there's cool always so. room for improvement. Yeah, I feel like you got an A, be happy with your A. <laughs> um, there's loads I love about the game. We have nicknamed, what's what's the ship called? Beacon? Beacon. Beacon, yes. Beacon game. <laughs> the original storyline, the music, the the, atmosphere, the environment, it's just good, it's a good game. Um, I think there's always room for improvement. I wish there was more to the game, to the storyline. But that's also, you know, yes, cause I wanted Beacon to be endgame. I didn't want to go and find my wife. So that's the minus two. <laughs> <laughs> the real Ooh. love of my life was at home looking after our puppy, yeah? <laughs> cause I went in there, there was only two single beds, yeah? One for Boozer and one for Deacon. They're in the room for my life, in my life for Sarah, sorry.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I must say, when I thought Boozer died, I almost shed a tear, like I was emotional.
1: You know what, yeah, when when we did find Sarah, we were like, yay! But then when Boozer died, we were like, nah, don't yeah. do not do this to me now. <laughs> well, our wife was already dead, we were like, there's nothing we can do about this. <laughs> Boozer! Yeah. I, you know, I was about to fight a building, but he was okay.
0: <laughs> yeah, the elation when we found out he was okay, man. Nice. Yeah, losing Sarah was a minor inconvenience. Okay, this was like was stubbing
1: like, your toe. Yeah. <laughs> Sarah <laughs> died. Boozer. I'm going to start World War III, man. <laughs> Legitimately, I was about to go, John, wake up in that bitch. Like. <laughs>
0: <laughs> if you played Days Gone, once again, let us know your thoughts. What rating would you give it out of 10? Let us know on Twitter or Instagram, streamcast underscore. Thank you ever so much for joining me on this episode. We have just released the first of our short series when we explore certain areas of gaming. Our first episode is out now, Making Gaming Accessible. Why not check that out on our YouTube? The links will be in the description. Give us a like, a subscribe, share it with everyone. If they like gaming just a little bit, or if they can relate, let them know about our video. A lot of work, research, and time went into it. Yeah, we'd appreciate that. Of course, you could follow us on Twitch, Streamcast TV, and you can check us out. All of our links will be in the description, so why not do that? But until next time, please take care of yourselves and your loved ones. Stay safe, and we'll catch you on the next Streamcast.